Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. 2,000 adults were asked to determine the greatest video games of all time. And I don't know. It's a list of 20. I don't know um, if these are like in order and number one is officially the, the greatest or if it's just a list of 20 games. But they have FIFA at number one. Wow. Well, maybe worldwide, you know, okay. soccer and all that. Yeah, pretty popular, but yeah. Mario Kart, Super Mario World. That's at two and three. Grand Theft Auto places at four. Pac-Man at five. Call of Duty at six. Tetris at seven. Sonic the Hedgehog at eight. The Sims at nine. Space Invaders at ten. Where the hell's Leisure Suit Larry? <laughs> that was a game. <laughs> Still trying to crack the password to get in. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite uh, video game that you always love playing? I mean, my go-to would be Galaga. Right. That old shooter. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Arkanoid didn't make that list. Remember hmm. that was the, like, Brick Breaker? I don't Basically, remember that one, really. Yeah, it was like a sit-down video game, but uh, you'd find in arcades, and you'd just kind of spin the little dial to, to move the uh, the block left oh, okay. and right and try and keep the ball up bouncing in the air. Hmm. I mean, Pong should be on that list, shouldn't it? Well, uh, it's one of the originals. Yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot shows up on the list at like 19, and I always enjoyed Crash Bandicoot and Donkey Kong. I was always a, a fan of those. Okay. Yeah, like that. Like the uh, Legend of Zelda played that quite oh, did a you bit really yeah, yeah okay well i say i played it a lot we uh we ended up with a, a super nintendo or whatever it was when we first got married and uh my buddy would come up to the house bring a case of beer and him and maria would sit and play this thing all day long like i'm out cutting the grass <laughs> I, sure they were playing what Zelda. the hell's going on <laughs> you found the sword all right <laughs> hey that's my wife Slash says, Guns N' Roses lived as hard as any band back in the day, and he knows that stuff wouldn't fly in the current environment we live in. He says most of everything we did would have gotten us canceled in the day, uh, in this day and age. We would not have fared well in this environment for sure, I mean, on so many different levels. He says, a lot of things from back then would not be what you'd consider acceptable at this moment in time. I'm just glad we didn't have the internet back then. It would have been a different world altogether. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Uh, for a lot of bands, too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's even interesting because look at how many celebrities, rock stars or... Um, well, rock stars seem to get a bit of a break on this stuff. Like, Hollywood actors... We'll get called out. Comedians, certainly. We saw it with Louis C.K. and others. We'll get called out for things that happened one or two decades ago. Right. Uh, but rock stars seem to skate on a lot of that stuff. Yeah, there seems to be a, well, that was just the, the way it was. Yeah. We were all doing it. Right. Uh, if you're a fan of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, they're going on tour together. This is the first time they've ever done this. It's called the Reckless Leg Tour. Maybe they see how well Steve Martin and Martin Short are doing. Uh, with this gig, and they'll uh, share jokes and stories about their 30 years of friendship. They said in a joint statement, if this tour, tour goes right, we can finally end this friendship. <laughs> well, maybe they saw the list of the highest earning celebrities from last year and went, yeah, maybe touring isn't a bad idea. You know what? They're making some good dough out there. I mean, this is really good for music or concert fans of any sort because, yeah, albums and music is not selling like it once did, and and so uh, a lot of these... Uh, Stars have to go out and tour to make any dough.
And uh, Genesis did quite well. They are top of the list at $230 million. Wow. Yep, not bad gig for uh, for someone to just come and sit in a chair because they can barely stand Holy in uh, Phil Collins. Yeah. Did you see the phone? Now, I uh, I heard from a lot of people who saw Genesis when they were in town. They said the show was amazing. Right. I, I, just, I saw Phil Collins many, many years ago, and he was a hell of a drummer and a terrific showman. I mean, he was massive in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to see him sitting in a chair because he can barely stand singing Mama. Seems a little odd to me. Or singing in the air tonight because yeah. he can't even drum. His yeah. son, I think, is drumming. Right. But for some, it's just one last chance to see him, right? Yeah. Sting did well, $210 million. Selling catalogs helps for these artists. Yeah, a right? lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Genesis did that. They sold their catalog, the farewell tour. Um, South Park and The Simpsons, the creators of those shows, making big bank, like $160 million for the creators of South Park, 105 for the creators of The Simpsons. The uh, the two guys, Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park, they had uh, gotten a guaranteed deal from Paramount in 2021 for $935 million over six years. wonder how many times their parents told them, what are you doing with the cartoons? Yeah, put it down. Let it go. Put it down. Go get yourself a job. Why don't you be like your brother? <laughs> be a doctor. <laughs> Brad Pitt did well. He made $100 million. The Rolling Stones made $98 million. That's because they did a 15-city European tour last summer, making eight. Point five million per night. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Kicking out satisfaction one more time. <laughs> Mick and Keith probably taking seven point five million of that. Wait till they find out they can do it like Phil Collins sitting down. Yeah, they'll never stop. <laughs> James Cameron did well, ninety five million. That's for Avatar: The Way of Water, obviously. Right. And Taylor Swift and Bad Bunny both doing well, ninety two million and eighty eight million. So. Something to be said for that rock and roll. Post Malone couldn't get into a bar in Australia because the bar has a rule. It's some uh, popular rooftop bar at a hotel in Perth, Australia. And the bar has a dress code that prohibits face, neck, and offensive tattoos. Mm. So you can have tats, but I guess on your arms or facial tattoos. But no facial tattoos, no neck. They didn't care that it was posty. Interesting. They said no. They turned them away and... uh, he went drinking at another bar. Bought drinks for everybody at that other bar. <laughs> so it's one way to get to celebrate, I guess. Yeah. Um, I always thought this was a cool story. Speaking of stars buying drinks for people, so our good friend uh, Malcolm Dawson, who was one time your boss, right, right yeah. at uh, Royal Woodbine Golf Course. Yes, he's long since retired, but he grew up in uh, in England, and his brother. This would have been like 1960s, early 70s, was big into the music scene, worked behind the scenes, worked for a lot of different bands, did a lot of different things, and became very close with Rod Stewart early in his career. So much so that in Rod Stewart's biography, he mentions Malcolm's brother. Really? Uh, Rod had many meals at uh, the Dawson home. And when uh, Malcolm's brother died, before, just before COVID, I think, Malcolm went back to England for the funeral. Rod Stewart showed up at the funeral, and after it was done, took everybody across the street to a pub and bought drinks for everybody. Wow. Yeah. He sat and had tea. Yeah. But everyone else here, and have, yeah. a, have a drink on me. Yeah. And then had sex with the widow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> But it would be something Rod Stewart probably right. did. 
Um, Barney is being relaunched as an animated series. Oh, my goodness. There will be uh, possibly movies, a YouTube uh, Maybe it'll channel. be less creepy animated. Maybe. There was something creepy about him, wasn't there? Right. Yeah. Wasn't the uh, guy that, didn't the guy that was in the Barney suit, didn't he get in trouble with... Or was that the guy who... That was, uh, no, that was Elmo. Elmo. Right. 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 Yeah, that dude got in some trouble. Did a little too much tickling. <laughs> um, yeah, I, we thankfully in our house passed, uh, I think we were past the Barney stage before we had our kids. Okay. But we got into the Caillou stage. Oh, yeah. See, we had Barney, not Caillou. And it makes me wonder now when I see some young millennials and their behavior. That if they learn this from Caillou, mm-hmm. like this bratty, I want, I want, I want, and not nearly enough discipline from their parents. Right. I mean, the worst thing, and it really wasn't the worst thing when you think about it. This damn Barney song was so annoying. Right. But the I love you, you love me. I mean, that's a pretty nice uh, message to send. <laughs> You'd think so. But <laughs> one time, <laughs> after, after a few more times on a loop, the family's not so happy. How many... Common everyday dramas do you think we all endure? There's about 14 or 15 of them that we all go through every single day. Things like being stuck in traffic, right. spilling something on your clothes, food, drink, toothpaste, makeup, dropping and smashing something that's fragile accidentally, waking up late, spilling something on the carpet, burning food or having water bubble over on the stove. Tripping and stumbling or falling in public. I don't know if we do that every day. Right. I, I would hope that in your lifetime, you've only maybe done it uh, a few times. Right. I mean, yeah. I face-planted at Young and Dundas one day. <laughs> really? Oh, that was good. <laughs> Went right down? Went right down. Oh, no. I was walking across Young, jaywalking across Young, trying to get over to the Hard Rock Cafe, and I and I had like a, a bag of all sorts of work-related stuff. And my and just as I stepped up onto the curb... At, at to Young and Dundas, beautiful summer day. Everybody, you know, the, the, the fountains are going, everything's happening. The front of my shoe just caught the curb. And I did one of those stumble forward, trying to stay upright. <laughs> but my arms are flailing, and I'm going down, and the bag goes flying and crap everywhere. Oh, and I go no. right down on my guts. Ouch. Yeah. Guy I'm working with, walking across the street with, just stands there howling at me. <laughs> People are walking around me. Nobody cares. No, no, no. Walking on me, stepping on my head. <laughs> Picking up the bag of free yeah, stuff. took it all. Um, we struggle to find parking spaces. These are all just aggravations every day. Like when they add up, you know, that's a tough day to get through. We call it drama. But yeah. Yeah. Just uh, little aggravations. Yeah. The traffic one is really bad. I call it bad lane days. Like, there's days where I have what I feel is a bad lane day, Mm -hmm. which I always tend to be in the slowest lane for some reason on those days. How great is it a feeling when you're bombing across the 401 going east or westbound and you look in the other traffic going the other way and they're stopped dead? Right. You know, you're like, oh, thank God that's not me. And then you're coming back a few hours later and it is you once again. Uh Uh-huh. Although it is sad, too, when it happens on, like, like a weekend. You're like, Mm -hmm. what's going on here? Well, I remember coming back from uh, some show. Uh, it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. So by the time the show was over, it was like 11 o'clock, hauling back because you got to get up in the morning. And you're getting off the Dawn Valley onto the 401 eastbound, and it just stops dead. Mm. And it's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I was some upset. <laughs> 
and it got worse and worse. I'm missing your train or bus, sending a message to the wrong person. I've done that a couple of times. Right. I, I am so careful now with text. Right. Because I've told you the story, the lovely Maria and I, because we uh, we don't wake up together, I leave while she's still asleep. You know, once she's gotten gotten to work, I'll text her, hey, sweetie, how you doing? Hope you have a good day, love you, whatever. I remember uh, going a little more into detail about something going on in our lives, something that had to be <laughs> taken care of, and, and then being a little more uh, risque. Oh. And it ended up in the hands of a buddy of ours. <laughs> Our old pal Dean Blundell, <laughs> of all people, not a guy who's going to keep that quiet. And I and I and I remember hitting send. And I don't know how this happens. I guess you just open up your text and you start typing. And anyhow, I remember hitting send. And I was in the parking lot here at work, and I just went into full panic because there's no pulling that back. Right. Yeah. So then I'm like calling him. Just don't even read that text. Just ignore it. <laughs> And, of course, he was on me for some time about it. I want to say on my phone now, I have, I can't remember if it's with text or with email, but it gives me, like, three seconds. Oh, wow. Where you hit send, and at the bottom, there's an unsend. Oh, you must, that must be an Apple I th- thing. I think it's, I think it's with email. Well, that's great. With my mail, where you hit send, and you have a, a second to hit unsend, mm. like, before it goes through. Do you know how many times, and it happens all the time to me, I will write an email. And if it's a fairly lengthy email, I'll always review it before hitting send. I'll, I'll fix punctuation and grammar and everything. And I'll read it sometimes two or three times. And guaranteed every time, I will hit send, go back and look at it again, and immediately see mistakes. Yeah, there's a spell correct in there. Yeah. Or I'll have missed words. But I'll be like, well, how did I not see that reading it through yeah. three times? Uh, because you never, you, we don't read all the words, especially yeah. if we've written it, right? Right, yeah. There's a lot of assumptions that are made in there. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Like, I got a brilliant reply to someone <laughs> or an awesome tweet that yeah. I'm going to send out. And you look back and they just look like an idiot. Oh, yeah. Or when you... And because this is what we nail each other on. When we have no other comeback, we nail each other on our grammar. Right. So instead of saying you are, we use you, Y-O-U-R. Yeah. And, and if I'm mad at somebody, I'll be like, uh, dude, next time you want to have a fight with me, work on your grammar. Yeah. You know, and, and then I do the exact same <laughs> stupid thing. And you feel so dumb. Yeah. Especially as you just said, if you, you think I just made a point, I hammered him. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> and you use the wrong there. <laughs> Idiot. Do you enjoy dining in bed or do you think it's gross? Well, look, coming from a guy who has spent many a midday <laughs> lounging with cookies on his belly, ice cream sandwiches melting over his chest, wow, and bags of potato chips, I'm a huge fan. I'd get rid of my kitchen table and have all my meals in really? bed. Really? Sure. See, we eat on the couch for most of our meals now, mm. which is really bad, but just around the ottoman kind of thing. All right, yeah. That's where we tend to cram them in. So I, it, to take the next level step to go upstairs and get into bed and eat seems a little uh, off for me. I don't, that's not my thing. I know the lovely Maria and I uh, were big into it for a while. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of sexy, kind of romantic, perhaps. You're eating fries and burgers at 3 o'clock in the morning, nachos and cheese. Feeding each other. You know, it's lovely. <laughs> um, but uh, most people say eating in bed with somebody else can be romantic, especially with Valentine's Day. Maybe you're sharing a box of chocolates or something, sipping right. some champagne, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, I got to get me a bottle of the bubbly on the way home. Try to get oh, 
Oh. Well, I got to get her to drink me pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Put on my George Clooney mask. Is that a big bottle you get with those massive magnets? Massive one. And a straw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to take out that sex helmet. It's a once a year. All right. Yeah, got to wear our sex helmets. Nobody wants to take an injury. <laughs> um, so those who don't like dining in bed. Uh, say it's just gross and 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 it's a mess and no food should be allowed in the bedroom under any circumstance. Others say it's okay if you're going to be uh, changing the bedding that day, right? But there are acceptable foods and uh, banned foods from the bedroom. Okay, so the acceptable stuff would include fruit, chocolate, yogurt, ice cream. It could all be considered kind of sexy, right? Uh, pizza. Yeah, I can see eating a pizza in bed. Yeah, I guess so. It's, you know, you don't want the greasiest of pizzas. No. For that one. Um, I would assume breakfast would be acceptable. You would think so. That's that's really like a Mother's Day. It's kind of the go-to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pizza, a burger, a burger in bed. Sure, I've done that. All right. More often than I'd like to admit. (laughs) Uh, Cake, sandwiches, and pie. Dessert stuff. Dessert stuff. Well, not, not sandwich necessarily, unless you're talking ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Big and that's you. <laughs> um, things that should be banned from the bedroom include pasta and sauce. Yeah, definitely so. You don't want to be squeezing that in and get the sauce spraying everywhere. Although I guess you could pull the uh, the Disney uh, trick with eating the pasta together like the dogs. Remember when they had the string of pom- Oh, was right. A, oh, was yeah. Disney movie. Stir fry. Fish and chips. These are all things that should be banned. Tacos. No doubt. <laughs> pass, me the, pass me the jalapenos. Zach, walk. That better be walk. Uh, a hot dog, sausage, and mashed potatoes. Well, that's very specific. Right, yeah. And a roast dinner. <laughs> sure. And gravy and roast, Yorkshire pudding. Pass the gravy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they also say soup. Now that 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 should not be banned from the bedroom because if somebody's got a cold, oh okay, some chicken noodle soup in bed. I think they're more thinking of the romantic angle. Yeah. yeah. And I, if you, if someone's got a cold, you might not necessarily be in bed eating it with them. Mm. Well, I guess you share a soup together if you're both sick. How romantic would that be, though? Adrian comes home, candles are lit, music is on in the bedroom. And there's a whole roast beef dinner sitting right there on the mattress. <laughs> on the mattress, <laughs> you wouldn't even get to the Yorkshire pudding. She'd, she'd, it would be all over. Just be you, her, and the gravy all over the place. GTA's Rock Station 94.9, The Rock, and your pallies, Craig and Lucky, on this lovely Valentine's Day. It's going to be a mild one. Maybe you go for a picnic, sit in some mud in a park somewhere. That'd be fun. Uh, let's play a game of Would You Rather. Would you rather? Go out for a fancy dinner or stay in and order pizza. Pizza one. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I would have chose that for sure. Watch a romantic comedy from 20 years ago that you've seen a million times in love or watch a newer rom-com that you've never seen before. You know me. You won't watch either. (laughs) Unless uh, Shawshank is considered a romantic comedy. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess I would go back for Pretty Woman. Would you watch that? Maybe, something like that. Uh, when Harry met Sally? Uh, it's always funny. It's a great movie. I think it's one of the all-time great rom-coms because it's got both elements. It's got, of course, the romance, and it's incredibly well-written and funny. Right. Was there another one, too, that was was the classic one? The lo- Love Affair? Was that or Love Actually? 
That's more the love Christmas. actually was one, but there was a, like was it the love affair? And then it was redone by Annette Benning and uh, and um, oh, what's her husband? Remember they, they met on the set? Warren of Beatty. Too. Warren Beatty. I don't know. Did they? Yeah, I think they redid that, and that one's a classic. Some hmm. people, some people go back to even further Breakfast at Tiffany's and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you uh, Would you rather on Valentine's go on a date with someone new or make Valentine's plans with an ex? All would rather go on a, na- a date with somebody new. Right, yeah. Otherwise, that ex wouldn't be an ex. No, but there there are those who who feel this day gets so lonely mm. that they would dip back into that pool just to have some attention. Mm-hmm. And then usually a lot of regret comes with that later on. Well, it's funny. When single people are asked, almost all of them say, eh, I'm, I'm happy to be single and I'd prefer to remain single. What else are they going to say? Uh, Valentine's Day poll, a quarter of us say they aren't expecting uh, to find love on this day. But, you know, I just, listen, I uh, I get it. You know, there, I it's, it was never in the cards for me. I like being in a relationship. But I applaud those who can go through life being single right. and, and content with it. Um, yeah, who knows if they're, they're all content necessarily. Mm. But uh, those who have loved and lost... Might not want to dip back into that. Yeah. Uh, it, interesting. When we talk about Halloween, you always say, you know, it really should be done on a Saturday. Mm. Should Valentine's be the same kind of thing? Probably. It makes more sense. Probably for businesses, for restaurants and all of that. It's, I mean, it's tough on a Tuesday night if you got kids and commitments and things to... Well, for restaurants might be different where... In the sense that they're already busy on a Saturday. Mm. Um, you know, having extra business driven in on a Tuesday... Is is good for them, mm-hmm. but for most, you know, just a random Tuesday isn't a great day for it. Um, would you rather receive flowers and chocolate from a secret admirer or receive a mixed tape and homemade card from an old friend? <laughs> most want the tape and the homemade card. Really? That's a, a little more thoughtful? I guess so. And maybe the receiving flowers and chocolate from a secret admirer is considered creepy these days. A little days. strange now. <laughs> we won't. We won't accept phone calls. I and mean, those no. those came to the door. We're not answering it. Indulge in chocolate covered strawberries or a tin of gourmet popcorn. Most want the chocolate covered strawberries. Huh. Okay, I've never been a massive fan of that. To be honest, what the chocolate covered strawberry? Yeah. Well, any any fruit in chocolate, you got to be very careful. Yeah. You get that mixed box of chocolate. I'm only eating the stuff with coconut in it. Right. Go out with friends on Valentine's or go on a date. Most would prefer some kind of date. Buy Valentine's themed candy beforehand to get into the spirit or buy it all on sale after Valentine's. Most are cool (laughs) to wait for the sale. All right. Yeah. Now, I just mentioned walking in a park, and that actually shows up as a terrific last-minute Valentine. And listen, on a day when it's going to be nine and sunny. Yeah, this is... Go for a walk, not bad. score. Yeah, walk, you know, walk to some place and have a dessert together or something. Yeah, that works. There's a lot of... Uh, Go for an ice cream. Overpriced ice cream you can find. Yeah. Um, last minute Valentine's date ideas. Getting matching tattoos together. Tougher to do last minute, mm. I would think, now. But it's maybe it's like your uh, Christmas gift idea, where you come up with the idea, but you never follow through right. on it. Right. At least I was thinking about it. Right. I like this. I'd do this ironic fast food date where you both dress up, bring a tablecloth and silverware into a fast food joint. <laughs> that sounds like fun. You'd look ridiculous. Buy a sushi making kit and ingredients for a sushi prep date and turn your place into a spa. Now that's a good one. Candles, some music. Very good. Give them a rubbing.
<laughs> massage. And then hopefully you'll get your rubbing. <laughs> the expectation is returns, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that truly the expectation for all people who, who go to the romance route on oh, yeah. Valentine's Day? We're looking to get a leg over. Right. Now, that's actually one of the lies everyone says on Valentine's. I don't expect sex in return for anything I, I got for you. Other lies include your love is the only present I want. Right. Sure, let's bring the kids on our dinner date. Yes. <laughs> and lies we say on Valentine's Day, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.